Rachel is someone I linked up with at the start of 2020 after I heard about her survey on loneliness. Um, and since then, I've uh, wanted to get her on the podcast and eventually she was, well, not eventually, we, we got to pin it down and uh, we had a really nice conversation on loneliness, the prevalence of it, her interest in it, uh, the physical effects it can have on our health and uh, what we can do about it. I think our dog lovers will appreciate this one. So, uh, yeah, please let us know what you think and thanks for listening. All the best. Welcome to the Earthly Delights podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, first and foremost, what's the crack? The crack is I'm good, enjoying the nice turn of weather. Lovely oh, yes. out there. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, good, good. We just had like the end of summer. Oh, I know, yeah. with a bang. Yeah. And it's like, I'm enjoying the real crisp, cold mornings. Mm. But this morning I was so like, I'm going to go for a run the beach, get the cold air in. And it was so wet. I couldn't see it in front of me, but I was committed to doing it with the dog. So, oh. uh, yeah, I'm just about giving in since winter. So, nearly. But. Does, do you think having the dog pushes you over the line? As in, would you bail otherwise? Oh, a 100%. I didn't realise it was raining, so... Yesterday it was really sunny and clear and I was like, right, I'm going to get that sunrise in and go for a run. I'm one of those weird morning people. Okay. So got <laughs> got the dog ready and he is, you've met my dog, he's very excited, spinning around the hall and I get everything ready and I open the door and it's piercing rain. I was like, and I look at him and he's like, I can't let him down. So we get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I had to bring him somewhere. I'd rather be on the beach when it's raining than be in a field. So we went to the beach and we powered through ran until we couldn't see in front of us and got back so just about giving into winter nice yeah, yeah do you think it will continue um i think i'm gonna put my hand at my bedroom window before i go downstairs yes. next time yeah, 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 before yeah. i wake him up so we'll That's see a nice uh, precursor nice yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so i know people find it weird to ask, answer this question but um if you could tell us a bit about yourself for listeners who don't know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a lovely question, isn't it? Um, well, our name is Rachel. I live in Dublin. Um, I am 35 years of age. It's not an interview for a job, but I, I don't know, I suppose I have a background in art. I studied art for a few years, um, but I now work in the homeless sector. Um, I've been doing that. I've been working there for about five years, seven years, sorry. I've been, I was volunteering before that. So I work in the city out and about the whole time and yeah just enjoying it they're pretty central to where I work um I have a really big dog that I love and I'm obsessed <laughs> with <laughs> um and I mean I don't know what else really to say I suppose um god this is this is a really hard question it's you're so right hard. it's so hard it's like <laughs> I don't know I love disco yes. I love horror movies I watched a horror movie last night sea fever I'm on the fence about it, but it was pretty good. Um, I do you watch horror movies because you enjoy being scared? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like. I mean, I love the kind of like the kind of psychological horrors, like misery. That kind of. I mean, that's just an incredible film. It's terrifying. You know, like the one we watched last night was called Sea Fever. It's good. It's it's more of a um, there's kind of like an evil demon kind of thing it's not more it's not like psychological you know mm -hmm. what I mean it's not like where I thought it was going to be more where they're kind of like maybe losing their minds a bit and we're following that journey it was actually there was a, a creature out there trying to get them so it's not that scary you know okay. what I mean um but no I enjoy a good horror 
Uh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Weirdly, when I'm hungover as well, I don't know. I think it's one of those. You're already in misery, so you just want to put dull down. I on. think I want to. Yeah, I want to shift my misery into what I'm watching and not be feeling sorry for myself. But I actually have a friend who's the same. We're kind of kindred spirits in that she likes good heart when she's hungover. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I was the only one, but thank God I'm not. <laughs> it's really weird. I'm sure there are people listening saying, me too. Yeah, me yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's a weird, weird phenomenon. If you haven't tried it, I recommend it, but make sure you've got an out. Got something nice yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Don't fully yeah. commit to no, it. No, yeah, 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 totally. Like, don't watch, like, I don't know, The Exorcist or something on your own or Carrie or something. Um, I love kind of traveling or trying to travel which obviously I'm going to do much of this year but that's okay because I've done quite a bit and I enjoy doing that with with friends or on my own or wherever else um and yeah I enjoy living in Dublin so you know it's, it's cool when it's open when it's functioning yeah. and we hope it does I hope we you know I think we're all kind of waiting now a bit of breath about like some of our lovely like you know little restaurants and cafes and shops and kind of bring the city with a bit of character I think mm. we're all kind of hoping that they survive you know mm. I think this next this recent hit of the restrictions particularly in like you know cafes and bars that serve food yeah, I really hope they make it through you know I, I don't really want to come out through the side with just hard rock cafe hotels and you know the big yeah. monster things that are probably guaranteed to be okay with, with within reason but yeah I mean Dublin has so many great things to offer there's so much character to it and there's so much art and culture in it that is really on the on the brinks of the moment. So fingers crossed, there's enough support there. Like I know a few friends who work in the industry, and they seem to be getting a good bit of support. So hopefully that momentum sticks up because it could be such a great place yeah. with the right people, you know. Totally. So yeah. Um, what else about myself? Um, I like painting. I paint in my spare time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I've got loads of stuff there. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I, I'd say I really enjoy my job as well. I love working in the community and I love working with people and I love talking. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever have a day where you've talked so much and then you come home and you just think, nah, like, uh, or is it just 24-7? You'd think like, that, wouldn't you? days where I feel my throat I'm like wow I have talked a lot today um, uh, yeah I don't know I <laughs> I always have a lot to say I just <laughs> you know nothing but I, I remember friends of mine said when I was away with them before it they were like you literally go from being fast asleep to wide awake like straight away like I don't have this kind of transition time between sleeping and coming into the world which most people do mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> and I can totally get why that would be annoying so I'm very aware of um, my boundaries with that like I used to work in residential and you know if do wake up calls to the guys and I'd be quite mindful that I'm annoying in the morning like morning 7am it's not what you want to hear if you're not a morning person so um, yeah I, I definitely there's probably been days I've talked too much but I haven't really felt, reached that quota yet in my mind okay because it's interesting I'm I'm always interested to see like is there a certain um, cap for certain people because I've had days where I've met a lot of friends and probably talked for several several hours mm. and then I just know like I'm I'm kind of physically exhausted like I, yeah, I can't yeah. I can't it's like a conversation is an investment for me <laughs> you know I just think, oh no yeah oh, no. yeah I mean I think you know some, you know sometimes actually I find that would be more if I'm at like I know maybe 
I suppose, an event that I don't really know people. I'm saving them there with somebody else. And you're kind of answering the same questions over again. Do you know, that yeah, I find yeah. that very tedious. Mm-hmm. I think my enthusiasm would definitely dwindle. Okay. As it goes on, and it's bad because it's nothing to do with the person who's asking. They don't know that I've had the same small talk. They don't know anyone there, and like it's happened very often. But that's yeah, that's the time I think that I don't enjoy talking. Um, Fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So no. loneliness. Mm. You are quite heavily invested in in this idea or this experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, you know, it came from a few, obviously in my in my area of work, I mean, it's, I, I remember saying to a colleague a while ago, a few years ago actually, that, you know, we hear a lot of people say, we're, I'm lonely, and we kind of get kind of so used to it, mm-hmm. and I was kind of going, like, it's a pretty serious thing, like, it's not, I don't want to be, be desensitized to it, or kind of normalized to it, because it's not, look, at from all the kind of reading up I've done, and all that kind of stuff with my project, I... I've accepted my, my, my own self that like loneliness is a normal thing that people will experience. It's part of the kind of human condition, really. Um, but when it's kind of something that you say a lot of the time or you're feeling a lot, it's, it's, then it needs, something needs to be kind of addressed with it or mm-hmm. some sort of intervention. So I kind of said, my colleague, I think it's funny because how often like in our office, say we have a shared space and with different services. So you have people who are working with maybe people who are, moving into somewhere or wherever at the various different kind of areas that you work in that sector people kind of saying lonely and I remember thinking it's, it's thrown around our office so often mm-hmm. that I just feel wow okay and then I was a befriender before years ago and I've always said to anyone who is thinking about volunteering I don't know the logistics of it now with restrictions but I'm pretty sure they'd be able to navigate around it and um, befriending is an amazing amazing voluntary experience it's like I don't like I don't care what anyone says you should get something out of volunteering. You should do it to help yourself as well as the other person. Um, you know, I if you're doing something, you're committed to it. You want to be in it. Like, you don't want that person that you're volunteering with to feel like you're just doing it because yeah. you have to be there. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a chore. Or, you know, and I think with befriending, it's just an, it's an incredible journey you go on with somebody. And I was with this lady. And... When I first signed up to it, I, my stereotype, we all stereotype, was that it was kind of elderly people or, you know, very obvious. The lonely were kind of obvious, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and then I got matched to this lady. She was 42. <laughs> 42. Like, it's so young, yeah. you know. First of all, I thought, okay. And from a very, I won't say what part of town like that, but she was from a very, very lovely, affluent kind of part of town. Uh-huh. I would imagine this area would consider themselves quite a tight-knit community. They always had, like, kind of little street parties and real cultural kind of markets out and there was always something going on there's always a bit of a buzz and she just had a lot of stuff going on but I met her and I met her once a week for a year and I noticed really early on that like okay that's for argument's sake say her name was Rachel that everyone we walked by would say hi Rachel hi Rachel never ask how are you Mm. and I was like wow okay so she lives right in the middle of this little kind of hub that everyone seems to be and it was, it was a really nice vibe but I was like you know I knew she'd been in hospital I knew different things had happened for her and everyone was kind of going so I suppose if they, I, I, I would think that maybe they think someone else is doing that piece yeah, yeah, yeah you know you and you hear these awful stories and I'm not suggesting it was going to happen to her but where someone maybe has died in their house and no one has found them for a while and everyone thinks how could that happen like that 
yeah, it ha- it's happened in Dublin before. It's happened in cities before. It's it's you know it's that film Dreams of a Life. If anyone's ever seen it, like that kind of thing. Where how does no one else realize that person wasn't around? You know, and I kind of was like, and at that age, and I realized then after the year, we had such a great time. We like, she was into so many different things. We were into a lot of the same things. She like drawing and painting and we were obsessed with dogs. We used to go and take <laughs> pictures of people's dogs and sit in the cafe and mull up with photos. Like absolute creeps, but it was good fun. Creeping on dogs is always fun. And <laughs> we, we were a good match. But yeah, and I realised, like, I was like, wow, okay, I think, I'm pretty sure the only numbers in her phone were like her GP, her elderly relative that she lived with and um, the lady who liaised between myself and herself. Okay. I don't think there was anyone else. And for me, I was just like, what if she just wants to go for a coffee with someone? Like, what if she just wants to go for a walk with someone or talk about something mm-hmm. that's not with a professional or, um, you know, her elderly relative, who, who I'm sure was fine, but, you know, she's 42 years of age. And I'm not trying to put my own stuff on her insofar as I'm not saying, I'm telling her or thinking what she needs. Maybe she her her needs are different to mine, but I just felt like, wow, because she wanted the service, bear in mind. So... To get a befriender, you have to apply for that service. So sorry, just for people who don't know about befriending. Oh, sorry, yeah. 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 So it's a befriending service. So various charities do it. So um, I did it with Focus Ireland, but there's a lot of other charities do it. Like alone, um, there is, in who was it, North Dublin Befriending. I think that's what they're called. Sorry, I have to look that up. But it, most of the charities will do it. DePaul do one as well. It's basically you pair up with somebody and it's a kind of a social companion. Mm-hmm. And it's basically trying to help people develop the skills to kind of, I suppose, branch out socially. Um, and it's just for kind of social inclusion as well. And I just start off meeting them somewhere where I always on their terms. But the importance is that you're, you can commit, say, for the year. Because mm-hmm. you want to be consistent. Yeah. You know, obviously there'll be times you can chop and change, but you, you want to be meeting them once a week. I mean, that's what they're asking for. And... It's to give them an opportunity to kind of develop the skills to maybe get out there. And like the lady I was with, she started a course um, in photography, like a basic course in photography, and being able to go in and speak to other people because she she was able. And I remember saying to her, "I was like, she, you chat away to me, like you didn't, you know, you're well able, but give the opportunity." So people just who get to a stage where they just want to, to kind of grow in that part of their life, mm. which I think is a really big step, mm. you know, to realize that there's this thing missing in your life which is such an like social health social inclusion is such an important thing for all of us even if it's just the, the smallest bits of it it doesn't have to be all the time to go and to suss out where to apply for that I mean all those steps are a big deal yeah, yeah for sure for so sure. that was something in my mind as well I was like she got I mean how bad it have to get I don't know but to get that point so that was when I really was like okay it's not just the elderly or it's not just the people that you see walking down the street and you think god they look Lonely, which is terrible because they're probably not but you know we all stereotype sometimes so that's how I got really interested and I think I kind of a lot of my role is social inclusion in my job and we identify that as a need like we identify that as part of the kind of support you know so we look at the the, the kind of medical side we look at the other elements of support we we always look at the social inclusion into the community part of it Mm -hmm. we identify that as a really important part of people's growth you know so just, yeah. So just um personally, I always well not always. I'd say the last few years I've started to really appreciate this as uh, the, the social aspect as a fundamental necessity for somebody's like mm. health. Mm. Um and 
I guess I'd never seen such a clear example than recently with my auntie and uncle mm. uh, during the lockdown. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, so my auntie and uncle are both in their 70s mm. and they are very healthy 70s. Yeah. Like my uncle has the best head of hair I've ever <laughs> seen. I'm saying, yeah. And my auntie looks amazing. Yeah. But because they were very cautious about the COVID and really so. Of course, yeah they really didn't see that many people mm. and so I hadn't seen them for four months which really wouldn't happen usually Yeah. and then when I saw them um, for the first time in four months mm. I was like I was taken aback really? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like I it was it was uh, it was it was really hard to comprehend I was like yeah. wow like nothing's changed and their diet is the exact same I'm sure they exercise yeah, the same yeah 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 it's really the only thing that has changed was is this yeah, lack yeah. of contact and uh, yeah, it's just like it builds into like what Johan Yari is talking about, like the idea that if you're if you don't feel like you're part of a community, if, mm. if, if you don't if you feel expendable, if you don't have these meaningful conversations yeah. and communications, that your health de- deteriorates. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's I mean it's so true. And they look there's so many different articles that, that pop up all the time, and you see them more and more about like oh they're all the research that's been carried out about like they're now relating loneliness the effects of chronic chronic loneliness where someone is experiencing it for prolonged periods of time Mm -hmm. and it's actually affecting physiological effects in their body Mm -hmm. where it's like you know they're comparing it to like if you smoke 15 cigarettes a day and obesity but there's there's so much on it like you can just literally type in loneliness and health and there's just article after article and research on that because I was kind of like how do they how do they know that like how can they actually like identified that and so from there's a, a professor uh, he's passed away now called John Cassiopo I was hoping to pronounce right but I've watched loads of his TED talks okay. he's done so many different types of research and talks and books on loneliness and he's just an incredible I'm always quoting him in my emails and stuff like that but he's like he simplifies it down in a way like he kind of like so the analogy he uses is what you call an analogy where he talks about how loneliness is like you know it's it's like a trigger so it's not like it's not an illness you're not unwell if you're lonely the same way you're not unwell if you're hungry yeah. but you are unwell if you're in starvation and so your hunger pains is your body going okay you're hungry you need to sort this this need out because if you don't it's going to lead to worse things he said that loneliness is the same idea it's a trigger within your social needs to say you're not fulfilling your social needs whatever they may be you need to sort this out because this can lead to further things and it could be a, a, you know towards your mental health your physical health and, the, and I found that really interesting I was like that makes so much sense he's mm-hmm. like it's your body telling you mm-hmm. so then I looked into it again and it's, it's about it goes back to like you know when we were hunter gatherers it, it, they go back to that point of like we're parts of community so the idea is that like you know say we're hunting together mm-hmm. right you're hunting communities and I turn around you're gone and I'm like, okay, right, I'm on my own. I'm more susceptible to predators. I'm more vulnerable to, to being attacked. If I have to sleep, I'm not going to sleep properly because I'm nervous. And what happens in your body is your body prepares itself for an external injury. So that's why your body focuses. So that's why all your kind of, your immune system is focusing on the external. Therefore, in the internal, you can develop like different illnesses and inflammation and stuff like that that can impact your recovery. Mm. It's really interesting. There's so much, and I'm not like a scientist or a doctor, so I, I would definitely recommend looking at this up. But I, so you can go down so many rabbit holes. But when he 
brings it down really simply. You're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. So like they say that people who suffer maybe a stroke will recover a lot longer and there's just different, people can develop different illnesses quicker. But that makes sense, that kind of fight or fight, your body's in a state of vigilance. Mm-hmm. And they, they relate that back now to today's present time, that if someone is in state periods of like, prolonged loneliness where it's actually like affecting like anxious and they're they're feeling this need that's not this not being fulfilled that that state of vigilance is still there so people aren't sleeping properly people are you know more kind of cautious about like again there's a lot of articles about people who experience loneliness see the world a lot more hostile and it's it's just really really interesting that there's a fear as well and so from that respect you're like Okay, so your body's kind of in a state of vigilance. That's how it impacts your health. So again, like it's interesting to go into, actually dive into where they come up with these, like, you know, outcomes are like, oh, it can affect you in that way or this way. So yeah, it's just really, but then you go back to like, we need it. So, you know, it's (laughs) not about like, and you know, it's, it's not, you know, my social needs could be different to yours, could be different to the person down the road. It's a very subjective, it's like it's kind of turn right. It's like it's a subjective perception of a lack of connection. So it kind of goes back to like you know, you aren't connecting with the people in the room. So you could be lo- in a room full of people and feel really lonely. You could be on your own and feel totally fulfilled. So it's about not feeling like anyone can relate or connect with you. It's from my understanding of it. Now, obviously, people have their own perceptions of it and their own understandings of the definitions of it. But like. It is, a, it's, it is a need. It's, it's like it's on like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We need it as human yeah, beings, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and I think, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's, I can go on for so long. It's just a rabbit hole as you go down, you go down, <laughs> you know? But it's, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I want to get back on this, right? But yeah. just before, I have to comment on um, your your friend, the befriend. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying how she has neighbours and people yeah, that she yeah. would say hi to. And uh, so recently my girlfriend came over from Italy and she was really like uncomfortable with how the average Irish interaction is kind of two or three unanswered questions. Like, okay, like yeah. my response to you asking me how I am is how's it going? I don't expect you to tell me how's it going. Yeah, exactly. I'm more just waiting for you to say something else and then we can get on with it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, not to toot the podcast on horn, but when we ask like, how are you? Like, what's the crack? It's like, we want to know. Like, it, it, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not like when you're in Dublin and you walk by someone and you say, oh, what's the crack? You say it in passing, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Don't give them a time to she, answer. She, that blew her mind. Right. She was like, he's gone. <laughs> and he asked me how I was. <laughs> You think of it that way, yeah. It is really bizarre, but it's so normal. Like, what, what, what is that really saying? Like, a person who's asking you how you are is, is walking away yeah. without you replying. It's so true. You go, I'm having a really crap day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's gone. He didn't he, want the answer. His headphones are on. He's not even listening. Like, yeah. that's really funny. Why? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you don't think of those things. They're so normal to us, aren't they? To the point now, right, where I think a lot of Irish people uh, have difficulty answering the question. I think so too. I, I even when you asked me at the crack of the start, I was like, "It's good, yeah, it's great." <laughs> I was usually I'm bombarded with another question by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I can divert it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, 
That is, yeah, it's funny that from her perspective, of course, because like, why are you guys asking each other so many questions? Um, I'd said that before about like, you know, I just, it, uh, it, it's another thing I'd talk again a while ago about like, uh, talking about like, you know, people who are seeping out and, you know, just talking about people kind of including them in society and just to make people who are like rough sleeping out in the city. And one of the things I had kind of said was, um, you know, if you want to stop and engage with an individual who's homeless or, you know, they're sleeping out and you're, you're kind of concerned about them, make sure you have the time to listen to the answer if you ask how you yeah. are. And that was something I kind of said because I've been guilty of it. Like we all are like that thing of like, hey, how are you? I'm rushing at the door out to work. And then you say, well, I asked him how he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I remember saying that about like, I was coming up to Christmas and a friend of mine was kind of raising awareness we were doing some things for the homeless charities and it was just talking about like including people who sleep out, like looking at them as you walk by and another important thing is like looking at someone to say, no, I don't have any change, sorry, just acknowledge somebody. But I also, and I had a few friends who wanted to get involved in like volunteering and stuff like that and I always said like, you know, that thing, we're so used to saying, hey, how are you? And not really wanting or caring or noticing that we have asked. But when you ask an individual who hasn't spoken to someone all day, they might really want to tell you. Yeah. So it's a different thing. I mean, I know like, if I met you in the street and you went, hey, what's crack? I wouldn't think that you actually want me to stop and answer because yeah. I'm so used to that. Yeah. But in that circumstance, you're talking to someone who maybe you're aware that you want to link in with, that maybe they haven't spoken to someone all day. It's a different kind of, we have to kind of change up how we use that question. I suppose, you know? All right, it's like, I don't know if we need to change the tone or the pace of it or something yeah, yeah, yeah. where you just go how are you yeah you know, yeah yeah i want this response i want to yeah. know i actually am interested yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's actually really funny and someone from the outside looking in it's cool isn't yeah it? it's yeah. like a, a nice perspective because when you're just in it yeah it's you're, you're lost yeah you're just so used to um okay so i wanted to to so it was a cool definition that you gave of the loneliness where it was like a subjective subjective perce- I always this wrong subjective <laughs> perception of a lack of connection okay I I'm lo- sure there's an easier way to say that it doesn't really roll off the tongue but yeah it's how you perceive your connections with people at that time of your life or that that thing you're going through I love that like th- th- this resonates with me so much because particularly recently I would say like the last 12 18 months loneliness I felt is really in company like mm. as in with people yeah and some of my best times have been when I'm alone mm, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's really interesting to me that that you can't like I guess the, the, the thing that I asked you a while ago and I'm really interested in is the idea of how much so for instance right if I like if I'm alone uh, and I meditate or if I'm alone and I really am just me uh, and for instance there's no there's no real thoughts and it's just like the closest thing to bliss I would describe yeah. right um, there's, then when I come back I'm thinking like oh my god I mean how could somebody be in a similar place and feel lonely yeah, you know yeah, right? yeah. but uh, I guess I want to like your perspective on to what extent is do you think like somebody's loneliness again you say I know everybody's needs are different but to what extent do you think uh, somebody's 
a feeling of loneliness is as a result of uh, the lack of connection mm. and then to what extent do you think is it like maybe a tumultuous tumultuous relationship with like their thoughts or like mm. their being you know? yeah yeah I mean like right yeah I think it reminds me of us talking to a friend of mine recently actually with that and he lives abroad and we were just talking about different things and he had said about moving abroad he you know he's got he's in living with his partner and he's it's, it's doing really well and all that kind of stuff but he doesn't he didn't know a lot of people where he moved to and we were just having a conversation and he said something really cool and i remember thinking like it stuck at me and he was like yeah you know it it it, it the loneliness can hit sometimes and it could be quite hard but he's like I've a really good, I've a really grounded understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's that's a really good thing to aspire to. <laughs> wow! Like, and he was just kind of like, kind of saying, he's a lot. He's like, I've got good friends, I've got good people around me that like, you know, I can count on. But he's also like, I suppose I kind of hear them when they talk to me. I, I I remember the connections, and I think it's like, you know, I suppose he's got that kind of in the pot that he can kind of go back to. But I think it's quite a good thing to be able to go back to mm-hmm. to be able to kind of go oh no this is this is who I am my mm. understanding of myself yeah. and you know I think a really obvious thing that might affect that in the world we are now is like the social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that I think if you're on your own it's too easy to kind of pick up your phone and all yeah. of a sudden you're in someone else's world or uh-huh. looking at someone else's life and you're forgetting about yourself uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and forgetting about and it's hard it's hard to be okay with yourself all the time you know and if, if you're not feeling too good about that then that can kind of change your perception of other things as well. Yeah. You know, I think you can get, well, I know myself, if I have anxiety and all of a sudden, my, like nothing has changed in my environment, everything's changed in my head. Mm. I have tunnel vision. Yeah. I don't think about like, you know, okay, well, no, I've got like, you know, good people in my life who, you know, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a good friend or I'm a good, you know, whatever. And I people I can count on or people who can count on me and, these things are good and I'm having a bit of a hard time. That's easy to say when you're not in the, in the hard time, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's a really interesting thing. And I think a lot, we spend a lot less, well, I think we spend a lot less time with ourselves because we have the social media and stuff like that as well, you know? The social media, I said like an L one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think it's, we don't, it's like some meditating and stuff like that. I think it's amazing. I've never been able to really do it myself, but I have a lot of friends who are really good at practicing it. And I think, you know, it's definitely something that people nice things we gotta work towards and aspire to. Um but yeah, I think I'm answering your question. I don't really know. Yeah, that's an answer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. An answer yeah. Like... So, so I remember yeah, so you said, I remember you said before and that that reminded me of my friend saying that I will always kinda of go a good a grand understanding of myself. I think that's a really, really sweet spot to have. And he's right, like he's he's amazing and we all love him and he's dead, right? But it's it's he's far away, like he doesn't have he's not seeing his friends as much as he would have and I think it's great that he has that there and I hope that stays with him, like yeah. you know. So Because I think if you can put that work in, like if you have like you said, that good understanding of self, who you are mm. then what amazing it is is to have connections and I don't know, t- for me anyway, it feels like you're kind of like building this kind of like metaphorical armor mm. and that like the fantastic times are still fantastic you really appreciate them mm-hmm. but you also know like deep down you know the, the, the idea who you are yeah and then when the times are really really tough you can still come back to oh i know deep deep down yeah 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 and so like 
while the external thing is obviously going to affect you, it's like less of it's like it's not the dominating thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Totally. It is, and it's being able to get your mind back to that, being able to kind of be aware of your own, like again like I know I only ever speak for myself like with my own feelings of anxiety they seem they can come quite overwhelming so being able to kind of go oh no I know what this is yeah, I yeah, need yeah. To, to figure this out or don't, I, I see you there and I kind of like live with it and I like, don't try and brush it away but I kind of go well, I know you're there but I'm gonna try and put something else in here as well yeah, yeah, yeah. to not let this overtake yeah it's like it's like how I describe it is like the ultimate perspective it's like when you're getting bombarded by like like these thoughts mm. it's like wait hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not so sure about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to you know yeah. follow these thoughts but suddenly you just stop yourself you go why am I saying this to myself like, why am I the worst critic I have like you know I'm sorry to be you know looking back on things but you know I think we can be like, I know I can be my own worst enemy and I think a lot of people can and it's you know it's hard and I think it's not just I don't think it's just an Irish thing either like I know we have this whole thing of like you know we kind of slag ourselves and kind of you know self-deprecating and it's always like a comfort thing as well mm. and you know if you're kind of not you know if you're I suppose proud of yourself or you you kind of big yourself up you've got notions all of a sudden you know <laughs> it's just ridiculous and it's just ridiculous you know and it's it's just finding that balance of being able to kind of you know be happy with yourself but except that, like, you know, you're going to mess up things from time yeah. to time. That's okay. Yeah. But don't sit there at four in the morning going, oh, my God, that conversation I had with someone last week. How did I say it that way? And this zone and that one thing yeah. that yeah, you did yeah. that no one even cares about. Never <laughs> <laughs> mind all the cool things you did in the last seven days. It's that one thing you did. So, yeah. So, um, speaking of cool things, mm. um, your interest in loneliness sparked you doing some cool things yeah <laughs> yeah so I did a survey last year um actually what was it it was the start of last summer yeah I had a role for about two months I think so people went out so yeah I just basically was really I kind of so I suppose obviously I, I I work with it in my work but I was like I want to be involved in it more out of my job as well you know um so you know doing the volunteering was fine but I wanted to kind of look at my own life and my own kind of my own social circles in my community and you know I was you know class my community my friends group my social groups like obviously my family and stuff like that but the people that I was you know grow with have a lot in common with and spend a lot of social time with and you know that kind of stuff what is that look like in our in our world like am I the only person who thinks about this as much as everyone else mm-hmm. or so I did the survey and so so did, how did the survey how was it given or so it's it, so it's so yeah so sorry it was okay. um it took took actually a while to my boyfriend helped me with the questions and it's only three questions like okay. it took a while because ah. i was like you don't want okay i'm gonna throw this out to people and i made a point of literally going through my phone book now there's a few names there i have no idea who they are i'm just hoping they weren't tinder dates that i forgot to delete the numbers <laughs> but i text them anyway and i text everybody <laughs> But I made a point of texting every single person individually. Okay. And I went through my messenger. So Facebook, I've got friends of people I would have met a couple of times, whatever. And he, you know, and I went through everyone I could get in a messenger and sent an individual message. So I was like, right, before I do this, the the the, the survey needs to be short. Okay. It needs to be short. I mean, no one needs a bloody ten question survey in their life if they don't, you know. With parts. 
of the oh, questions. Oh, God, like, yeah. Like, if you've got half an hour in your busy day, you know. No. Um, so, and, but I wanted to get enough information, but I didn't want it to be kind of closed questions. I wanted it to be kind of thought-provoking. So, we finalised with, question one was, um, what does the term loneliness mean to you? And that was obviously getting thinking. There was no kind of like, you know, there was no right or wrong. Obviously, it was what you meant to you as a person. And then it was like, um, the second question was, have you ever felt lonely? So, like, obviously, I wanted to keep them short and sweet, but I was like, it's not enough to elicit, like, someone to think about it. But then yeah. I was like, okay, question one, they're thinking about loneliness in whatever way that looks like to them. Question two, they're bringing it on themselves and they're thinking about their world. And then question three was, today, is there anyone that you're concerned about who may be feeling lonely? And I put in brackets then, this can be someone you know directly or indirectly. So it could be if you're working in a shop and there's this particular individual that walks in, they just, they've caught your eye a couple of times and you feel like, you know those people you see and you're like, I wonder if they're okay or, yeah. do you know, mm-hmm. and we can read body language, like we're human beings, we can get senses from people, For you know. Sure. So that was that and that was it. So I did it on SurveyMonkey, so it was anonymous. Um, and yeah, I rolled it out and people shared it and God, some of the responses were amazing, but even not even just the answers, the responses from people taking the survey were like, and one, like a few people tell me they started crying taking it. Like wow. I was like, really? Jesus, lads, I was <laughs> talking about this, you know, like, and um, a few people couldn't answer it. They had really shit time. Sorry, my cursing. Shit, <laughs> shit is okay. okay. <laughs> I've been really well not cursing, by the yes. way. I have really bad language. I'm sure you've recognized before. <laughs> We've met a few times. Um, so I had a few people who told me they couldn't answer it because they had stuff going on that they couldn't get the headspace, which okay. I thought was amazing because I thought, not amazing, they're going through a shit time. It was more how serious they were taking my survey. I was like, okay, and I really respect that you... Like, like you know take it seriously enough that you want to be present to answer the questions and you're not going all right go on there you go right off you go and then 350 people responded what? i don't have 350 friends <laughs> <laughs> like, before i say like oh god loads of friends no i it just spreads like there was literally someone was like oh the one of the girls in my office was really interested in this so people were talking about it and i was like just share it so it was just a link on, Mon- on um survey monkey and um Shout out to Server Monkey. Shout out to Server Monkey. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, but it was great. And then I, I left it at 350. And then I got the answers. Oh, my God. I, uh, wow. I was blown away. I was really blown away. It took a long time to get through them. Like, really, really descriptive. Really descriptive. Like, point I had to take breaks because some were emotional. And I was just like, when's the last time anyone's asked each other? have they felt this like when's the last time we've I go I'm never and I was like I messaged every single person I think I know to answer this survey mm-hmm. and I think it was like 90 I think I like I rounded like around to about 98 percentage of people that answered yes they felt lonely okay. and majority I'd say about 70 percent was really detailed so I was like these are people I know and I was like yeah. I can't remember anyone ever talking to me about fe- not maybe even talking to me but ever hearing conversations about loneliness at all yeah. like it's not talked about so and then the, the you know and then the, their own experience there were so many different things that I could relate to there were things that I read that I was like 
oh god yeah that's what that feeling was when I was in that scenario because people were a lot of it was back to what you said was a lot of people who felt lonely in social circumstances so like social events being out Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for people and the pressure to feel like they should be out you know a lot of people talked about um you know if they don't go out they'll be forgotten um feeling like they're the ones to always initiate contact with their friends um to feel like i remember one thing really stuck out was somebody said i'm embarrassed at how often i'm at a loose end and i was like okay i was like i felt that sometimes i've I've been there Mm -hmm. um you know another one stuck out to me was my friends have no idea what goes on in my head sometimes and i don't think that was necessarily like they're going to do something to themselves and like that I think it was more of a they don't feel connected Okay, that's what I got from it because the rest of the answer was quite like you know I'm out I'm not my real me I'm I'm putting on this facade because I feel if I'm not out I might get forgotten about because you know and I it was there was a lot in it a lot in it and like you know and then looking at people's I suppose being able to see like what someone would identify as loneliness be and then to see their own personal feelings on it you're like oh wow so feeling like my majority consensus was feeling like no one understands you or no one has your back or no one will notice if you're not around and that was a really one I was like okay I felt that like I've felt that over the years and for my own kind of personal anxieties and stuff and then like the one about being worried about people like what I found really interesting as well was that there there was the the obvious ones there's people talking about like elderly relatives or that kind of thing. There was a lot of people talking about like people of their own age group. So like their siblings, cousins, um, in-laws. There was a lot of that. Um, and I was like, I've never, and like it's, there was a lot of worry. And there was even people kind of, one person had written as they were writing it, it was a really long response. It was like, yeah, I really should get in touch with her. And I was like, mm. okay. And even if you, if, if you don't, if I'm getting you thinking about it now and it was just, it was really moving. It was just, there was so much. There was people who felt lonely in their marriages. There was people who felt lonely in relationships past and present. Um, there was people who felt lonely in work. There was people that felt lonely because they just had a child. Um, people who have suffered a trauma that no one understands and they don't, like, you know, no, they don't know anyone else who suffered that trauma. So they don't think they could have anyone to relate to them. Um, you know, it was just, there was so much. Um, people who felt under financial pressure that they couldn't keep up with going out all the time with this stuff going on and they felt, okay, again, back to that, if I'm not out, I'll be forgotten. And I was like, wow, this is all really, like, this is what our generation looks like for lonely as well. I mean, within my community in Ireland, but like, it's, um, it was really, really eye-opening stuff. Um, I was just like, God, like, we never talk about this. Like, and I can relate to a lot of this stuff at different times. And that's the thing. It was never like a... I don't remember anyone saying I've been lonely all the time. But like definitely understanding what it means to be lonely mm. at different times, you know. And I think that's, again, when it brought into the third question, there was a lot of... Em- By the time they got to the third question, there was a lot of empathy there. There was a lot of like, okay, I've reminded myself what this feels like and now I'm talking about this person. So, okay. And then maybe looking at it from that way as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was incredible. I couldn't believe 250 people. Like I just, I don't know what I expected, but didn't expect that. Um, so it definitely, 
reassured me that I wasn't only out thinking yeah. about loneliness, you know. Um, and then yeah, I just that's yeah, that's that's that was that, and you know, I still have like obviously my notes from it and the data and stuff like that, and I go back over it from time to time just to refresh and just to try and kind of pull out different themes from it to kind of look at again because it's not going anywhere and it's not you know I think again it's about normalizing conversations about because it's a taboo about it like it's embarrassing like it's you know um you know I I think for me I'll talk about my own personal feelings about my own self will be more like uh because I, I say that because I don't like giving advice on this kind of stuff I don't think I think everyone kind of can understand what works for them or whatever yeah. but you know I think my own taboo and stigma around it is that like I don't want to be seen on my own because I mean that looks like I'm a failure of some way or I'm not someone that people want to be around or you know and that's that might turn people off being around me and you know and things like I remember like a few friends of mine was it last year I don't know what it was and Again, one of my friends had said a throwaway comment, there's a few of them going on this holiday. And I would have loved to go on this holiday and I wasn't invited. And like, looking now, like, obviously I could have gone to that holiday, but I wasn't invited and I felt so left out. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, Rachel, you're 35 years of age. You feel (laughs) left out. And I shared this with a few people and they're like, I felt that. It's crap. Like, you know, and again, we can talk about social media. That doesn't bloody help you see like oh they're all out for a nice lunch lucky them and but you know but that feeling of like you get tunnel vision you forget you can't just take a step back and go okay right look at there's variables here as to why maybe you weren't in the the line of invitations or you know for whatever reason but that moment it's a sinking feeling and you feel a bit of a oh okay no that's not good maybe and then you get into yourself you know it's like why didn't they invite you? And that can be, again, that thing of like being able to manage it. And as you said, like with that armor, being able to go, well, actually, no, let's take a step back here. But that, they, they were the things that like I'm able to identify as I suppose a connection to loneliness now. Because I saw it in that email. But I feel more comfortable saying that because I know how many people can relate. Yeah. Do you know? And I don't know how in hell would I have admitted that before the survey? No. <laughs> you know? I would have sat there quite. And the thing is as well, it's the pressure to seem like you're not phased, you know. It's the pr- I, just, I know I'm grand, you know. And it's it's the, it's you want to seem like nothing bothers you, you know. <laughs> it's true, and I, I you know there was loads of other things. Um, I remember saying before, when my friends were talking about again the pressures, and I've had a lot more conversations with people now about, and people are very open about having conversations now. I don't I know maybe if they just say it to me because obviously I, they know that I've read other people's and they know that I'm not going to look at them as if they're on their own with yeah. this but like you know the, even for example like people who are single for example and if it's a thing that they want to meet somebody like I was single for years and yeah there were times I wanted to meet somebody and I absolutely you know perfectly fine for the majority of the time on my own but like I wanted to meet somebody but again it's that thing of like God, I don't want to say that though I don't want it to come across like, but you know and it is it's I like I remember saying like would it really how many matches would you get on your Tinder profile if you had I'm lonely I'd like to meet someone like not very many let's be honest you know and it's just crazy because it's normal to reach that point if you want it and some people are perfectly happy and don't get a point where they want to meet a person. and that's grand it's, I'm just saying that like for people that do there's this pressure to seem totally fine with it 
and to you know and you really have to have a safe space to go actually do you know what like I'm a bit lonely I would like to and maybe it's not even having a partner maybe it's just like being more connected with a friend you know mm-hmm. or meeting someone of similar interests and wanting to meet friends like I see there's a lot more kind of online things to actually just make friends not just like yeah. relationship whatever but again it's that thing of like oh god do I say I'm lonely like I don't think I should and then it's like, but like there's a very slim chance that anyone you say I feel lonely to is not gonna know what you're talking about or at least understand it or if if they do or if they do judge it's probably because they haven't examined that loneliness in themselves the, absolutely yeah. absolutely and you know and I think like it's so important to you know be able to talk about it mm. like uh, I remember I found really strange again when I was looking into all these rabbit holes I was going down to bed and how like normal it is to feel yeah. uh, just as you know it's normal to feel anxious upset angry they're not particularly enjoyable feelings but they're part of it yeah. and maybe we need to have them because then we appreciate feeling happy we appreciate feeling excited we appreciate feeling this, all these different things because we, they're comparable I suppose but like you know saying that you know I, I was saying to my friend that I find it funny that I would find myself more comfortable I don't know if I said this to you before hmm. around sitting with someone who tells me that they've been say diagnosed with depression or they feel that like they have something as serious as depression or as serious as like anxiety or something like that's actually quite a, like a serious health ailment for people why am I more comfortable hearing someone tell me that than I am that someone tell me they're lonely when loneliness isn't an illness mm-hmm. it, it can be an absolute pathway to these kind of illnesses but it's not but yeah I'm more comfortable in a situation of something that's more serious yeah I, 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 it's because we haven't I, I feel it's because we haven't addressed the little taboo around it and to go you know it, we're, we're so much awareness about mental health and rightly so not enough yet but I think we're on the road to that and I think it's a lot more awareness about it but I don't think there's any more awareness about the other little things in between you know you can't just go from like being healthy to unhealthy there could be things in between that maybe can be addressed in time to stop again stop yourself going into starvation like you know eat something you know fulfill that need and don't go down that row and maybe maybe the answer is now when to just talk to a friend or talk to someone that you could trust and go yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling left out of things I'm feeling disconnected and you know you might not be able to explain why or understand why but you know you feel it but if you know you feel it mm. you know and I like I know that from anxiety I, it's the most annoying thing when I get anxiety is when I can't identify a trigger mm. It's so much easier, I think, if you can go, yeah. oh, I'm anxious because that thing happened. You don't know why you're anxious? Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's my my feeling, my tuppence worth on it anyway. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, several good points, but the idea that the uncomfortable nature that some people have expressing their loneliness actually perpetuates this loneliness mm, yeah so like i'm feeling lonely but now i can't i can't i don't really want to say it yeah and that's only gonna make it worse exactly. because people are going like people are going to communicate with you like you don't experience this and then, yeah then to me like you're kind of denying a part of your, your existence like it's like well, uh, totally like this, i agree this, that yeah this is and then then if you can't express this part of you 
how are you going to connect with people or like yeah. how do you have a deep connection with someone yeah. where you're keeping something in check yeah, yeah yeah hiding it away yeah yeah that, that's that's so true you, you feel lo- you get lonely in your feelings of loneliness because you're embarrassed about it i'm embarrassed about it but like i tell you now <laughs> if you look at the survey i did there's nobody i'm pretty confident there's nobody i know that i couldn't say i feel a certain way now not that i'd be going around telling everyone i know people are just mess yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but I think it was again that's why I was able to go back to people with the responses just to kind of go look at like if you're feeling something just please know that you're not going to shock people yeah. you're not going to disgust people <laughs> or horrify people you know it's, yeah. you know you're not and that's that's just how it is regardless of anything else but it's a, it's very important that we're aware of it and it's very important that you know we're aware of other people's it's not easy to to reach out so sometimes it's important for other people and I don't think that like everyone's responsible for everyone else I do feel though that it's important that we extend you know we look look left and right where we can we just extend that bit out you know um if you feel that someone's a little bit out of sorts maybe they're fine maybe they have a time on their own maybe whatever but if you're good saying something then it, it costs nothing to send a message make a quick call or do you know what I love even sending someone a, like, you know I find a random message from someone do you ever get like a, someone who just you haven't spoken to in a while and they'll send you like, a video or something or an article that they'll go I think you'd love this I just think it's so nice to think oh god they're <laughs> thinking about me today. that's really nice you know I, <laughs> yeah. isn't it and it doesn't have to be a big spiel of like oh, I haven't spoken to you in a while how's it you know, even, I just don't know I mean obviously it depends for different people but I know that's what works for me and I have a lot of friends that I, I find that we've kind of a few of us have adopted this thing of like when you're thinking about something you just let them know even send them a little message be like hey I was thinking about you today hope you're doing well blah 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 like it'd be so simple and the feeling of getting a message like that it's just it can put a pep in your step yeah. regard, you know and so just look at a different kind of different ways that are appropriate and that you feel comfortable doing but yeah, keeping an eye out, like, you know, being aware of other people because it's not, it is difficult, like reaching out for help or reaching out to offer support as well. It's, it's important to do both where you can. It's not always easy, of course. And I'll never say to them, oh, just talk to someone because that's not easy. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, I know I said before, I love talking, but there are things I don't feel comfortable talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And I would never put my expectations on somebody else as well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a real eye-opener. It's a, it definitely got a much broader understanding of what it looks like in my group. <laughs> in my community, like yeah, it. yeah. And so then you you read the survey, you read all the responses, and then you think, right, what's the next? <laughs> what's next? What's next? Yeah, I was like, I have to do something with this. There's so much, like, so much personal, emotional, really beautiful dad I would have called that because I just felt this moment of like oh, I'm not alone in this you know which I'm not taking and I'm not taking comfort in other people's feelings of misfortune or you know negative experiences it was more okay I got so so I look at the survey and it tells you like it took average like three and a half minutes to complete the survey okay. so I was like right if I can make people stop in their chat because everyone's just too busy we're all too busy I'm <laughs> guilty of saying I'll be sitting on my arse at home like oh I'm just too busy you know <laughs> <laughs> catching up on EastEnders yeah. but 
I felt, right, if I can make people... I think the problem with loneliness, personally, is that um, we just don't think about it. And why would we think about it all the time? But we don't think about it enough. I don't think we think about it enough. I don't think we think about it in ourselves, about people around us. It's not something... Again, we're still going back to the idea we don't talk about it. But So I was like, okay, if I can get 350 people to take averagely three and a half minutes out of their day, and, and, and like the results show they really thought about it, to just stop and think about loneliness. Like, how can I kind of maybe keep that up or, or, or you utilize that? So then I got into the idea of said, I, I, I went back again, I made the point of, of messaging back every single person I'd messaged. Now, I don't know who took what, who answered what questions, but I went back with the results and made a point. I like the idea of mess. I don't like doing big group. We see people, I like saying, it was WhatsApp messages or on a messenger. So it was very, people take the time to read it with the kind of general gist of the survey results. And I explained then that I would like to continue pulling, uh, sending weekly emails, creating a mailing list and sending weekly emails. And the emails would just simply be, the idea behind the email would be like a little kind of reminder to think about loneliness. Mm -hmm. Just stop for a minute and just go. And it won't be necessary the same day every week, same time, it could be random. But the idea was that it was gonna be a little nudge. So for the people who answered, oh, I'm really worried about my sister, or I'm really worried about A, B, or C, to think about them. Or think about yourself. Like if you're feeling lonely, maybe what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna, how are you gonna help yourself if you can? So yeah, everyone now, I don't know, <laughs> afraid to say no to me, but they, they, yeah. <laughs> everyone said yeah. And so basically I kind of pulled a lot of the themes from, the survey and I just kind of spent time just doing research on the area and I just looking up articles the Guardian always do really good articles on it and there's a lot of really good websites and references you can go to and then as I said that guy John Cassiopo like his TED talks are incredible like so just kind of let give myself every week going down these little rabbit holes and it was good because it gave me you know the kind of goals so I was like right I want to actually sit down this is my homework for the week and so looking at different areas, and I'd send off an email, and it was basically kind of, the emails are basically, I just share links to articles that I find really interesting. I give my own kind of personal opinion of it, and maybe at the odd time I'll tie in a personal experience or how I feel about this thing, and then just talk about it. It's, it's a very, very informal style email. It's, you know, the language isn't always the best, and, you know, I'm just very casual, but I like it to be quite normal. I want it to feel like it's me talking to you. This this is why I love. I'm in the I'm in the mailing list uh, for people listening. <laughs> and uh, why I love it so much is how it's like initially foreign. So uh, people who might work in an office probably receive a lot of emails and probably get to hey, hope you're doing well. So this person probably doesn't hope I'm doing too well, yeah. and they're not waiting for my response. Mm. You know, I can't tell you actually. I'm not doing that well. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about it, when you get your email you say like oh how are you guys doing this is how I'm doing and yeah. it's, it, it could be good it could not be good yeah. or whatever but it's just it's refreshing to like see informality like uh, authenticity yeah. in such a such a mode that has been so like manipulated yeah, and yeah. so like cut down it's yeah. like this is the structure of the email yeah. you say this this is this yeah. so that, that, that's my favourite thing it's just after getting emails all day about this this and this and then you just go Ah, <laughs> R- real person. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like I enjoy the tangents of them because I'm just yeah. like oh yeah I'm going to go off on this oh I told her this thing and like that but it's exploring it and like what I love about it is I know I'm repliable and you give me some good replies and some people do like to reply and it's great I always love when people reply but there's no pressure yeah. and it's amazing to me I, I, there's so many people on the mailing list like, I, I forget how many people are on it so like some will rant like when we used to back in the good old days we could actually meet in bars and hang out with friends and stuff like that you know people would just randomly bring it up like oh you're on the main list oh okay cool and, oh you're reading them and I, I sort of like do you read them they're like yeah I was like oh, alright cool no. <laughs> but you know and there's some people I, got, I get a message from someone every now and again and they'll be like you know this really resonated with me or they generally do with this one in particular and I'm like okay and just even if it takes one person to go yeah and I've actually connected with a few people through them. Like people that I would have kind of known. Now we hang out a lot. Or we stay in touch a lot. And I love that. We've kind of just got through this piece. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and we have a lot in common. And mm. it, that's been really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, and just the feedback's been amazing. Like it's just... And as I said, like even if people don't even open the emails, if they just see my name and go, oh, I must ring that person, yeah. that's enough. Because yeah. it's it's kind of like a background noise. It's like a little kind of conditioning, kind of like a little nudge. And some weeks I don't do them if I'm really busy, and I've kind of let myself go of that pressure and just kind of it's been fine, you know, <laughs> banging down my door looking for it. But it's it's kind of like that little reminder mm-hmm. and just that little push, and it's you know. Kind of, and if I had a few like this I can't get out of the feedback it's just been so positive but I'm enjoying that background noise and then people will send me articles they find mm-hmm. as I said before I'm like oh right, okay cool and get people thinking about it so it's been really enjoyable because I'm enjoying reading up myself you know mm-hmm. um, and then I've had some people asking to join it and just people getting involved and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's, it's a bit really fun it's fun sounds a bit weird but it's it, I really find it fun yeah. and enjoyable because I feel like I'm connecting with people with this you know and so yeah it's been, I'm, god I'm doing that like over a year now really? <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah it was like I think it was no it would come up to you know yeah it's the last it was last September I started the emails so yes. yeah <laughs> I told you I can talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah oh, that's great and um, the I the hope what's the aspiration for like say like the next year like our dream scenario how would you pick up this momentum from so I you know we've had a lot of projects kind of in the thought and obviously this year like it's just not things aren't gonna have to be possible which is fine but there's a few plans with some friends like me and my best pals are still talking about doing a podcast ourselves about it um, we had kind of been ready to go then obviously this year happened and it's just it, yeah I think when the time is right that will happen but we're still quite we talk quite a lot about it and I think it's I think without that kind of thing has to kind of happen organically with Susan's boat as well you know mm-hmm. but she's really on board and loves the project um, then I was kind of like yeah I'm looking to maybe trying to get into like maybe more of the health promotion side of things kind of work wise um, maybe go back and study maybe I mean I don't know but I definitely know that it's where I want my career to go in interesting um, I, I hope to stay in the homeless sector because I love the homeless sector but like I you know I don't know yet but it's definitely given me enough kind of motivation and ammunition I suppose to kind of go this is something that's really worthwhile 
you know um so i'm not really sure yeah there's i saw i saw one course that i liked and it's in health promotion so being part of research and being part of like what it looks like outside of ireland like what does loneliness look like in other societies mm. in other cultures is it the same taboo is it accepted is it whatever i don't i don't know so i suppose being able to reach further afield with that and get a really good understanding because it's just yeah I, I find it really interesting but yeah i'd be interested to see if i can get my career moving in that direction hopefully hopefully right yeah <laughs> yeah just uh what's popping to my head that i wanted to say when you were talking about um oh yeah when i like it can't you can't experience nice pleasantness all the time mm. and uh, and actually it's it's incredibly normal for you to feel all these like anxious mm. like stuff and I also feel like these are reminders of what it feels like to be alive like he, mm. he, if like if you could just like for me anyway when say when I'm feeling nervous or when I'm like a bit sad or something I kind of like take a step back and go oh like I'm alive like this is yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. and it's the same with like when I'm laughing a lot or mm. when I'm like running or whatever just doing something I love yeah. it's like it's still a reminder that like you're like a human yeah this is a human reaction yeah yeah <laughs> you're you're alive <laughs> yeah absolutely 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 um before we close it's been fantastic it's been great thank <laughs> you so much I really appreciate it <laughs> uh, we ask our guests how did they keep on top of their mental health Okay. And uh, so, yeah, this 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 can be anything. This can be. I would recommend for anyone who's interested to do is get a dog. <laughs> I'm telling you now, it is. I have had my dog for the last year, and I and I've always grown up with dogs, but this is my dog okay. where I live in my house, and uh, yeah, get a dog. They just or get a pet. Get something that like is furry and loves you, and you. <laughs> To be fair, yeah. your dog is just the happiest dog Isn't of all he? time. Like, oh, he's amazing. And he turns three on the 9th of October. Not that anyone cares, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of thing. or um, But, you know, with him, he gets me out running. He gets me out walking. Um, I'm, not, I'm sure you've established by now I'm good at talking. But I I look after myself by looking, like doing things I'm interested in as well. Like I like painting and stuff like that. So I think... When I find myself going a bit too all over the place or a bit overwhelmed, I try and kind of focus on things I can do in that day. So we were saying before about like wishing our lives away, you know, kind of going, oh, um, I can't wait for this yeah. next year. I can't wait for that. So we said it before the podcast yeah, recorded, yeah, just in case it sounds like, <laughs> but you know, that idea of like not wishing, not waiting for the next thing to happen. And I find I do that quite a lot. So being able to kind of go, right, what am I doing today? I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to try and get stuck in that picture. So just big trying to be present and that's way easier said than done but mm. that's how I would try very long winded way to answer that question but that's oh. kind of how I would do it is try and focus on what I want to achieve today for sure I've, yeah and I think in these times as well it can get really really overwhelming yeah. I, you know and I think a, a few of my friends talk about like getting fatigued by it things yeah. seem to feel a bit heavy sometimes so as you said breathe in you know kind of, yeah. you're alive yeah. you're feeling certain things you're alive you know Um quite important so yeah you know where I read this article the other day and the article I think was titled um, what to do when you feel like the future is kind of 
forget the word he, he used but you know now we have this time where the future has always like the future is always uncertain like we don't know what's yeah, happening tomorrow yeah, yeah. but now it's like you know amplified like we really like <laughs> could hit the fan tomorrow you don't know I know and I was talking to my friend yesterday about this and how you know so like I had I had this this new developed idea where not developed idea but I'm thinking so people talk about resilience a lot now mm, like yeah. oh, these are people are resilient mm. and I think you build resilience in two 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 main ways okay no. so one is probably like our parents who have been through like two recessions mm. you know a lot of death a lot of just like tough tough times mm. and now they're used to it you know yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just like ah yeah okay Let's yeah so and so and then there's another way where I think if we kind of take a step back and maybe ask ourselves what what is guaranteed tomorrow or like what do we have today that might not happen tomorrow mm. and like the, the reality is we don't know like that's so yeah, yeah 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 and that if you literally just choose like this helps me so much like if you just choose to go like today okay like this could this is not guaranteed tomorrow like, yeah like I don't know what will happen to the house tomorrow I don't know what happened to my dad or etc yeah yeah, yeah. like this is it and then you, it's it's still tough like it's still a very tough time we're in but it just it makes you realise like oh, okay like like don't wish it like don't like if your existence is that in two years it's not yeah. going to be that bad yeah, like, yeah. No. that can't be life you know <laughs> no, it can't be <laughs> like, I just yeah, I no. don't want it to be my life no yeah. me neither no way no way because yeah. like I don't know about you, but like I'm really bad at planning. So like how I thought, like things I planned never always they never work out exactly. But that's fine because yeah. life has been different. Like if you said, like choosing things that are different, or choosing things as they come up. I don't know, you don't know what's gonna happen. So you're right. You don't know what opportunities will come up or whatever. But yeah, that's a really good. That's a really interesting um, way to look at it for sure. My, my mate Will, who's been on this podcast. He always says, uh, or he says this several times, he goes, who knows? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I find kind of reassurance in that sometimes. I find kind of like, it's out of your control. I can't worry about that because it's totally out of my control. You know, I worry about something else in front of me you know, or not nothing if I can. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the story now, but it was something along the lines of uh, like a Western approach to and not having control or things being out of control mm. and then an eastern approach to out of control and then the eastern approach is it it's not out of control like what we're worrying about it's completely yeah. it's completely like and then the western approach like oh my god no <laughs> we can't control this yeah. what are we gonna do yeah, you know? yeah totally like same reality but it's just you're uh, yeah yeah that's so yeah totally because we're always reminded of like you like you know Things are how you could tell. In fact, we have to be constantly reminded of that. Is that we're always kind of on edge, going, oh, "Shit, can I do Yeah, totally. Um, well, I think that, that, I have a suggestion though. Do you think it would be cool if we could like to really visualize for people to visualize how happy your dog is? Do you think <laughs> that we could get a picture of your dog when we release this episode? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god. Of course. Deadly. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. <laughs> So then the next like month or two, you just have to like check out the perfect oh, picture. Oh, I'd yeah. love that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry, I have plenty. Okay. Perfect. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, okay. big happy heading them. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And it's been so nice to do this. Oh, 
And also, if anybody listening wants to um, subscribe to the Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's um, all one word. Let's talk about loneliness at gmail.com. So that's it. If you send me an email, um, there's, yeah, send me an email. There's also the blog that's connected to it as well, but it's, it's just called Let's Talk. Let's talk about loneliness.com, but you can get me through the, the Gmail as well. I'll just add you to the list. Or any suggestions for emails, any articles, anything like that. I'm always up for sharing the Excellent. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you haven't already. Every review helps us climb the podcast charts so that even more of you can listen to our amazing guests. We really appreciate the support. Remember to tune in next week. But until then, keep safe and have a good one.